You are listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. I'm Elena Paventa, Executive Communication Coach and TEDx Organizer. With each episode, I'll share with you communication tips and ideas from top business leaders to help you excel in your career. Hello, hello. Welcome, everyone, to the next episode of Ideas and Leaders podcast. Today, I have a great guest. I have Lee Carraher with me. She's the CEO of Double Forte Communications Agency. She's a communication strategist. She's helping small businesses to break through the noise and make big impact. Hi, Lee. It's great to have you on Ideas and Leaders. Elena, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you. So it is great that you are a communication strategist, that you're a communication expert, because we're talking a lot about communication on Ideas and Leaders. So what you're doing is great. You're helping other people to shine. And I yes. think that our listeners definitely would benefit from this episode. So, Lee, how how did you start doing what you do? Maybe let's start with oh your story and and why why did you start this? Well, you know, um, I've been in public relations and strategic communications my whole career, which is a long time, and it is really because my friend Ramona Advani from college said when I was crying to her at the end of school, I have a degree in medieval history and my minor is basically singing. <laughs> and I didn't want to do either of those things only. I said, what should I do? And she said, I think you should go into PR. And I had no idea what PR was. Uh, I went to Carleton College in Minnesota. It's, it's a liberal arts school. You roll out of there. You're so well-rounded. I didn't know what it was. So I found a book called What is PR? And I read it. It's very thin. Now it's probably pretty big, but at the time it was very thin. It's like, yeah, I could do that. And literally just took her advice, read about it and got a job. And then from that job, got another job and got another job. And I was so lucky to sort of land in a career that I love, that I'm really good at. And that frankly has become more and more important over my career. So there's more going on in public relations and communications today than there was when I started my career oh so many years ago. So I lucked into it. That is the truth. Yes, it is great that you're following your passion, that you love doing what you're doing, because mm -hmm. this is the most important, right? So oh, you got to wake up yeah. ready to, you know... Yes. You got to wake up ready to do it. Otherwise, why wake up? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's so great to find this. Uh, and, you know, I, I know that there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there who are doing what they love and they're really enjoying what they're doing, but they are not, you know, out there. They, no. they don't exist in, in the media. Do you have any advice on yeah. what, what they can do to Lots of advice. Start, this, start this journey? Elena, we do not have enough time for all my advice. <laughs> However, I will do the Reader's Digest. So, you know, getting on the map is, you know, you cannot run a business if you're not on somebody's map. Yeah. Like someone has to think you're important to, to call you and to either buy your product, buy your service, engage you, blah, blah, blah. Or you're just, you're just going to, you know, Competing on price is a losing battle. Competing on price drives you to the bottom and there's just no joy in competing on price. 
So you want to, assuming if you're an entrepreneur on anything, product, service, time, whatever it is, you please do not start being the cheap one because you can't win. It's just, it's not winnable. Unless you don't care about making any money, don't do it. So really creating value around your company is around, not just about their pricing, but around the perception, right? Because if you have to discount all your pricing to get people to buy what you have, you don't have a pricing strategy. It's not going to work. So really creating value is about being on, you know, being known among the people you want to serve or sell to for whatever it is you want to be known for. And how do you get known? You get known by, you know, the most important, the most valuable thing is frankly, word of mouth. Elena calls me and says, Lee, oh my God, I found this purple pen and you have to buy this purple pen. And I will buy the purple pen that Alina tells me to because I have no original thought. I just take everyone else's thought and I just buy the pen. And I'm very happy with my purple pen. And then I tell Joe and then Joe tells Sally. I mean, that's the most important thing. And that is what public relations is. Public relations and communications is figuring out how to get somebody else to carry your message for you. And it is work, but it's not rocket science. And I say that as a person who's been in this in my whole career, it's you have to decide who you want to be known by, figure out how you're relevant and valuable to them, and then just work at it. Uh, and you have to do this because in a good economy, it may feel like things are just flying your way. In a bad economy, like, oh gosh, what the heck we're going to do? And if you don't do this work in a good economy, it's really hard to catch up in a bad economy. And for all of you and everyone, I, this is not what you do every day. If you're not a practitioner in marketing and communications, this is not what you do. So, but you can do it as long as you don't try to do too much or you can hire a firm to help you do it. But figuring out who you're going to serve, why you're valuable, why you're relevant to them, and then connecting those dots for them is what is going to drive your business the easiest way possible. Uh, no matter what your business is. Yeah, it is interesting because just yesterday I was having a chat with uh, one of my friends. She wants to attract, she's a public speaking coach and yeah. very good one experience. And she says that she said to me that I think that I'm not attracting the right audience and she's active. She's out there in the, in the social media. So what do you think uh, can right. be the key? What can we tweak and, and change if we yeah. feel that we are not actually attracting those people that we tr are trying to attract? Right. So if you're getting calls from people, you're like, oh God, they're not the right person. They're not going to be able to pay me enough or they're not good enough to do to actually become a public speaker yet or they have no cred to actually do that, whatever it is. You know, you really have to create who is your ideal client? Who is your, to say it, you know, write it down, you know, male, female, age, uh, region, industry, interest, passion, whatever it is, you know, what is your ideal client and where do they live? And do you give things by virtually or is it in person? Right. And then what is the product you have? So you write your ideal client. And what is your product you have? Like, what do you offer? What is the outcome of your offering? How much do you charge? How long does it take? And are you offering something that this client will buy, right? So if you have the wrong target, you may have the wrong product. 
So I think you want to make sure first, are you, do you have the right product for the people that you're off, you want to serve, or do you have a product that is for people that you don't want to serve? So you need to look at both of these things side by side. Yeah. Then you want to make sure that everything you do is about the client you want, not about the client you don't want. So this is particularly on social media. It is easy to get sucked in to just doing everything for everybody. And that is one that could take you all day, every day, 24 seven, and you you just do a lot of activity and never get anywhere, right? Um, so in social media, particularly for professional services business, Twitter, LinkedIn, Twitter, LinkedIn, Twitter, mm -hmm. LinkedIn. <laughs> and are you following the people you want to serve? Are you mm -hmm. following colleagues or partners? So in a, if you're a professional speaking uh, coach, do you know enough PR agencies who need those extra services? Do you know enough marketing firms and need those extra services? Are you following them? Are you engaged with them? Are you offering up content that those people will value? Because often we refer so much business out because we just can't handle everything. Um, and I have a deck, right? I have a deck of people and it's like, oh, that person will go well with that person. So I just go down my deck and go, okay, June will be good for him and da -da -da, it'll be good for her. So you need to have your referral business set in too. So one, who's your target? Who surrounds those people, right? Who are they in touch with? Who do they, who do they employ? How do you know them? And then are you offering the product that that person and the price point that that person will buy? So you want to look at that. And I would encourage you now, this is going to be in this now October, basically. And so you have two months, you have two months basically to sort of evaluate everything you have. Who is your target? What's your product? Do they match? Who is around your target market, right? And how can you get their referral business as well? Um, and then what do you need to do? And what you need to do is focus because focus is your friend. It is better to do fewer things really well than to do a lot of things like crap. Because in our business in PR and in marketing, but in PR, you can be so, so busy in social media, everything and get nowhere versus focus on 10 things you want to get done in 2023. What are the 10 things I'm going to do? I'm going to write a blog every month. Boom. I'm going to give three speeches next year at PR conferences so that people know who I am. I'm going to, just as for an example, for this person, I'm going to, uh, video is very important, right? I'm going to produce six videos around with my tip, my six top tips so that people know what they're going to get from me. And I'm going to, you know, those three things. All, and then on social media, I'm going to share all that stuff, right? So then if you just do those things and create your list and, you know, on your blog, put your list out, that kind of stuff, you will be much more, uh, you will achieve much more than if you try to do, I'm going to do social media on Twitter, on TikTok and Snapchat, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram and on LinkedIn. And then I'm going to have a newsletter and then I'm going to have a blog and then I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. If you're a solopreneur, you cannot do all this stuff yourself. Yes. Um, yeah, and and I think, you just can't. Yes. And we're falling into this trap that we are hearing that, okay, now reels are Very. super important and every entrepreneur has to have reels and TikTok is now the mm -hmm. trending and everyone needs yeah. to be there. And then something else and a, new, a newsletter is uh, must have for everyone. And then we like want to be everywhere. And then you can't be everywhere unless have you have someone strategy. doing it for you. You can't do everywhere. So we have this product we were talking earlier, it's called Get on the Map, and it's really coaching around execution. 
right? So we can do, you know, all we get a lot of business coaches. Like, I know all your things you're telling me, Lee. I'm like, fine, well, then go do them. Well, I can't do them. I don't have time to do them. I said, that's the point. We're going to tell you exactly what to do. We're going to give you the tools and you go do them because most of them can't afford what we do every day. So we package it up into a, a smaller engagement, give them all the tools, give them the exact things to do, give them, you know, all the stuff, and then they have to go do them. A lot of our clients will say, I knew all that. I'm like, well, then don't go freaking do it then. But I can't get it done because I know what my headline should be. I'm like, yes, that's what we just did for you. Go do what we told you to do. Just go do it. And when people do what we told them to do, we have, so this is a product that came out of nowhere. I mean, it wasn't our intention, like us doing these small projects over three or six months or five months. But there was such a need out there for the actual coaching on execution, like telling people exactly what to do as opposed to the coaching on what do you think you should do? How do you get, here's some tools you can use to get better. No, we're going to tell you exactly what to do because, and then you, we're going to show you how to do it yourself because most companies who are solopreneurs can't afford 10, 15, $20,000 a month to do what we do because it is time. There's nothing, just a lot of time. Like for instance, if you want to be in the media, I want to be in the media. People say that all the time. I want to be in the Wall Street Journal. I'm like, no, you don't. You really don't want to be in the Wall Street Journal because if you're in the Wall Street Journal and then, you know, read the first three pages of the Wall Street Journal, there's nothing good happening on the first three pages of the Wall Street Journal. You know, where, where's most useful? What is your target market? What are they reading? What are they doing? All right, well, go get in those publications. All right, so there's six of them. Where would you be? You're reading those publications online or in print, or you're listening to a podcast. You're like, I want to be on that podcast. Well, go tell them why you'd be valuable. And it takes time. It just takes a lot of time. You just have to keep at it, keep at it, but start small, start small. I would say what you just said about newsletter, the most important, the most valuable thing you have is your newsletter because it's in, people are opting into being there, you for them to, for you to be in their inbox. Yeah. That's the most valuable thing you have. So start there, make it regular, right? Some of the best emails for B2B that I've seen turned into content for social media and then into interviews for uh, media who were talking about the same kind of content, right? Are like Friday emails with three or five tips about whatever the topic is you're an expert in. So my friend, for instance, my friend, um, Karen Catlin, she wrote the book, Better Allies, about how to be an ally in the workplace for underrepresented people. And she sends an email every Friday, five ally actions. And it's five things you can do to become a better ally. And she takes it from her own book. She takes it from what she's seen on Twitter, or she takes it from articles. And that's her content for the next week of social media, whatever she puts in that email on Friday to those people. So, you know, that making it as tight as possible and as integrated as possible makes it easier to do. And then the really the most important thing that you can do is not do it on the fly. If you're doing all this stuff on the fly without foundational work on who are you, what's your message, who you're trying to talk to, what is your product, then you're just spinning your wheels and sort of chasing all these balls. If you're chasing all the balls, you're actually not doing your work. Your work is not this work. Your, this work is to support your business. So focus is your friend. Focus, 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 focus. Build over time. Yeah. Is that at all helpful? I don't even know. Yeah, great, great, really great tips. I really love it that we need to be focused. We need to to have a condensed message. 
uh, I think that uh, some time ago there was this, um, or or I still see sometimes those long, long texts of uh, some stories, and and uh, I think that though when I when I see really like three tips or uh, mm-hmm. most important thing that you should know about. Mm-hmm. It it really it it is catchy and um, it it really attracts my attention. And I also I wanted to ask you about the the difference between the representation of men and women in the mm-hmm. media. So do you think that yes women are underrepresented Very. in the media? And yeah. so yeah. basically, seventy um, percent of people quoted in the media are men, and on what we call the first page or the first ten minutes of of the news or the first scrolls, mm. 90% of those people are men. And of course we know that that can't be, it's not, that doesn't statistically represent what's going on in the workplace yeah. <laughs> as experts, right? We know that. However, um, men do a better job of promoting themselves than women do. And we have a lot of data around that as well. However, agendas are being set by whoever gets, I mean, this is just, this is why everybody wants a media company. Agendas in the business, agendas in our culture, agendas in politics are set by whoever gets covered in the media. So if someone, um, and this happens a lot in, um, in big companies too, right? You, you know, have a senior vice president who's quoted all the time, and then that person might be a man, gets promoted, even though the woman, same rank, doesn't have, may have a better track record, but their ecosystem is so much larger because they're in the media and they have a better rep right? Bigger, wider profile. And in general, what I've found, and we have, we actually have a product called, it's not a product, it's a speech. And it's, it's close the say gap, showing women how to become, you know, how to advocate for themselves, become quoted experts in the media. And we give this for free to women's groups. So if you have a group of women, probably tw- at least 20 women or more who um, would like to have this close the say gap training, we will give it to you for free. It's two hours. It's more than you can possibly learn in two hours, but we just, just ram it through and you give you the, we give you the, the deck so you can follow the deck. But we need more women to put themselves forward as experts. We need them to, because we have to, you have to make it easy for the media. The media aren't going to come find you uh, unless you are super, super, super high profile. And 99% of us, 99.99% of us aren't super, super, super high profile. So we show you how to become known for your expertise and then to be quoted by the media. But it's work and you just have to put yourself out there. I mean, how many times have you read an article and you go, who the hell is that guy? I know more than that guy. You occupy me and I even know the guy. You're like, what the hell? He, what? Oh my gosh. And sometimes you're with that the way with the woman too. I'm like, oh my God, I know much more than she does. Well, she put herself out there. She made herself easy to find. That's why Twitter and LinkedIn are so important. Because Twitter and LinkedIn are search engines for the media. As much as they're search engines for, as LinkedIn is a search engine for business, Twitter is a search engine for media. So, and they're linked. Everything you say on LinkedIn can be automatically tweeted. So just do that. Makes it, you'll grow your profile on Twitter by just linking your profile on LinkedIn if that's where you put all your activity. Great. That's a great tip to use more Twitter and LinkedIn. And what do you think about those uh, trending reels and tiktoks mm-hmm. right now do you think that depends on your business right it depends yeah. on if you have a business if you have a business that is uh reaching you know targeting young women young moms you better be on instagram if you are a food product and pinterest actually instagram and pinterest 
If you have a food product, you better be on Instagram and Pinterest and maybe Facebook, depending on who you are. And TikTok, TikTok, you know, super viral. The algorithm does not work the same, right? You cannot predict what's going to happen on TikTok because the algorithm is all, it's very much more sophisticated and randomized. It'll feel more randomized. Uh, it's actually not random, but it feels more randomized by what you see every day because you may not see the same people every day. Instagram's more, you build a following on Instagram. And, you know, if you have a destination, if you're running a B&B, you want to be on Instagram, on uh, uh, Pinterest. So you take the kind of product you are and then you figure out the two or three social media platforms you should be on. One, if it's possible, most people can't just do one. And then you optimize for those different platforms because what works on Pinterest does not work on Instagram, does not work on TikTok. Reels, however, you know, Reels is Instagram's answer to TikTok and YouTube just is coming out with new product too for short videos and incenting dollars and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, TikTok has really cracked the code on, on videos that go anywhere, but you just, it's impossible to predict on TikTok. It's really impossible to predict on anything, but it's more, you know what you're building towards on the other platforms. So where are your audiences? I have a client who's like, I want to be on TikTok. I'm like, why? Why on TikTok? Well, it's just so popular. Not with your audience, it's not. You're just trying to serve 60-year-old men who are, you know, entrepreneurs in business in the Midwest, have nothing to do with technology. This is not your, TikTok is not where you should be. If you want, they're just not there. You know, they're just not there. So, wow, but it seems so much fun. Like, yes, TikTok is very fun, but I'm not saying fun, business can't be fun, but fun should not drive your marketing campaign to reach your target audience unless you're a comedian. I'm just, just gotta line it all up. Yes, yes. This is what I feel sometimes, you know, when I see all those reels and all those TikToks, I'm like, oh, this is fun. It, it, it looks cool. But when I'm thinking about how much time this entrepreneur spends mm-hmm. on editing, on adding text, on yeah. doing retakes of those videos and then combining them, then uh, it just doesn't pay off. Yeah. So maybe well, they could depends, spend right. And I think time the other piece, else. what's important too, particularly the social media and the content, not the interviews, but they can be batched. You should be batch processing your content as much as possible. Because if you stop every day and do a TikTok reel or do an Instagram reel or whatever it is, right? Yeah. You're taking time, valuable. You have to set it up. You have to think about it. You got to dress. You got to do the whole thing. But if you batch process your content and plan it out, this is why I'm saying about planning and plan it out and then just crunch through it all and create, you know, an hour worth of video, which is, you know, literally 60 different videos, then you've, you've gotten a library. And if you did a lot, if you connected, if you created your foundational content once a quarter over two days, you'd be for the quarter. But if you do it every single day, it ends up taking a day a week. And then by the time you reach the end of the month, you've spent at least four days on this stuff. And then another four days and another four days. And then you haven't even programmed it yet versus the two full days of, well, one full day of planning and two full days of execution. So three full days for a whole quarter 
you know, a month before the quarter starts. So I highly recommend you have to think about it. Like what are your 32 things you're going to, what are the 32 things you're going to post in the next 60, 90 days? What is your content? What is the theme? What are the visuals? Should it be a video or not? What is the blog post? What is the newsletter? And just line it all up. So this is what's so hard, right? What's so hard for people is that this just rolls off my tongue, right? Because we know how to make it all work together because we've been doing it for a long time. This is what's so hard and so overwhelming for, for people who don't do this for a living. It's like, oh my God, I have to do all this stuff. And that's what we show people how to do. And on the map, it's like, you can do this. It's just, we have to we give you templates and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, we will, we will be offering a webinar on this uh, in the new year, which I can send to you when we get to that. If you're interested in that, but we won't be doing it probably until the new year, given what our plan is already for the rest of the year. Wow, this is really great tip <laughs> for everyone to just prepare all of our content in batches and to plan several months ahead what we're going to post. We, we can do the same with videos, we can do the same with LinkedIn posts, with newsletters, with all, with, uh, all of the other, other things. And um, the, last, the last thing that I wanted to ask you is uh, what, what would you recommend for bigger presence in the media? I know you mentioned that you have the whole two hours talk on this, but uh, j just you know, to cover the basics. So what do, do we need to focus on to be present in the media? Because okay. as you mentioned, we see some people present there all, all the time. And yep. then we recognize them. So of course, yep. I think that so the first doable, thing right? you want to do is you're going to optimize your LinkedIn page, get a good photo and make sure that you're listing what you're expert in, right? Then I would create an expert piece, an expert bio page. It doesn't look like a bio, like a 12 years of experience in this kind. It looks like a bio, sort of what we, what we send to you, you know, when you were interested in talking to me. Like, what are, yeah. you know, who are you in one paragraph? What are you an expert on? What industries can you talk on? And what topics can you talk on? And yeah. what makes you an expert? Like, what list your credentials, the papers you've written, the articles you've written, your jobs, whatever it is. And then, so do that, right? And that can be either a PDF. It's For the media, it's better if it's a uh, one page with links. Like, here's the link to my photo. Here's a link to my LinkedIn. Here's my bio. You know, here are my topics. If I've written any articles, link, 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 link. And then you, I. so that's what you do. Like, why would I be compelling? Why would you want to talk to me as an expert in media relations? Well, I've run a, my own firm for 20 years. I worked for 15, 20 years before then in big companies with big jobs. I've worked for, you know, all different kinds of companies in all the world. And now I'm focused, very focused on helping small companies um, do what the big companies do themselves. Well, that sounds interesting, right? Oh, she's worked for these 15 companies. Okay. She must know what she's doing. So I let people know that I've written a two books, let people know that. And then here's my photo. So you're ready to talk to me if you need to. Um, and then I can talk in these five industries and I can talk about these nine topics. So if you need, if you're talking about, if you're talking about crisis communications in the video game business, I'm your girl. If you're talking about, you know, sort of connect the dots. So you make it really easy for media to figure out how they would fit you in. And then you have to introduce yourself to the media. So you identify, start with your trade press and your local press, identify six to 10, no more, 
the six to 10 reporters or producers um, who have written or done a show on your topic. I mean, it doesn't help if I'm talking about video games that I'm going to talk to, you know, the uh, travel writer. That doesn't help at all, right? But who yeah. are the who are the reporters you read in your industry? And then send them an email with the link to your bio, like put it on your website behind the slash or something. It says, you know, dear Alina, I've read so much of your so many of your articles, and I find them very interesting. And uh, I want to uh, make myself known to you. I am an ex. Uh, this is I'm an expert in X Y Z, and I can give expert commentary on A B C. And I'd be very happy to be available to you should you need it. Blah blah blah. And then you could say you might say one interesting story you might consider in the industry is whatever you care about because you know who they are and you've written about it. Don't send it to somebody you haven't done the research on, right? But they may not respond to you for six or seven months. Do not worry about this. Just keep emailing them. Don't email them the same thing all the time. But if they, you know, if you see an article that you have another thing to say about, say, I saw your article on this. Here's my opinion. You know, if you do another article, I'd love to, you know, I think it'd be interesting for you to consider this opinion or this fact. Call me if you have any questions and, you know, put your link into your bio again. And you just have to be at it. And then, you know, they may not respond to you. Do not take this as ghosting. This is not ghosting. This is not, this is just not, this is them being busy. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, six months later, like, hey, I'm doing a story on video game violence and crisis communications around it. What can you tell me? And I'll be like, who, who are you again? You know, <laughs> so you just have to get at it. And the key there is your subject line. You can't just say introduction. No, you need a subject line that is going to be easy for them to search on. So they're going to search on a topic. They're going to search on expert. They're going to search on maybe a title, right? Um, it could be lawyer expert in X, right? Or CMO expert in Y or local entrepreneur expert in growing a business in Alabama or whatever, right? So you want to put that in your subject line because that'd be something that they would search for. They're not going to search for introduction or hi or thank you. They're not going to do that. You have to use your subject line as a search engine aid, right? Yeah. For them to find you. So that's what you do, or you Great. have someone do it for you. Great. Really practical advice. Thank you so much. I think that our listeners will use this because uh, this is something that we can actually do, start doing right now is to have a plan, first of all, and mm -hmm. uh, then start execution because we know the basic steps. So Lee, if our listeners are interested uh, to mm -hmm. know more about you, to contact you, where, where can they find you? So the best place to go is um, the Double Forte website, double-forte.com. And you find out all about us in my emails there. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook at Lee Carraher, really easy to find. Or you can email me, lcarraher, L-C-A-R-A-H-E-R at double-forte.com. And then if you do email, put in your subject line, I heard you on Elena's podcast. <laughs> Because that way I'll know who you are. Otherwise, I'm like, oh, I'll get to that later. Yeah, don't write introduction in the subject. Don't line, write right? introduction. <laughs> it's not going to help me find you. I get over <laughs> 750 emails a day. I do my best to answer all the ones that are actual emails from people. <laughs> so. Yeah, so no introduction to the subject line. That's what we remember. Thank you so much, Lee, for You're being welcome. on Ideas and Leaders. It was such a pleasure talking to you today.
so much enjoyed it. I hope I didn't talk too fast. It was great. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listened by tagging me in your LinkedIn profile and using a hashtag Ideas and Leaders. See you in the next episode.